0: 2023 in the Gregorian calendar, and the 6th of uh, 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Today's podcast is going to be short because there's only one story you need to know. Tomorrow I'll be back with the voices of the people as they respond to this monumental change in Israel's legal system that we are about to share with you for today we'll just give you the brief now let's get to the news Israel's right-wing government has officially removed the reasonableness standard bill from use the bill to remove this clause passed into law with a 64 to 0 vote This marks the first bill to pass in the government's contentious judicial reform rollout. And there are more expected to come. It's been six months of debate and protest. Every Saturday night and Tuesdays and Thursdays, no negotiation has succeeded. The second reading of this bill faced 140 objections and took hours to go through. Thousands of people gathered at the Western Wall in Jerusalem for prayer ahead of the voting. The goal of this was to bring unity during the fight about the judiciary. President Joe Biden called on Prime Minister Netanyahu and asked him not to rush on the divisive judicial overhaul bill. Of course, in retrospect, we know that this call was not heard. He said, quote, given the range of threats and challenges confronting Israel right now, it doesn't make sense for Israeli leaders to rush this. The focus should be on pulling people together and finding consensus, end quote. This has brought out a lot of emotion from people. National Unity Knesset member Orit Farkash Hakohen teared up when addressing the Knesset, and she said that the coalition was ruining Israel. This coming Wednesday is Tisha B'Av. On Tisha B'Av, a Jewish commemoration, Jews mourn the destruction of two ancient holy temples that were due to fighting and intolerance among themselves, or at least that's why some people reason the people of Israel lost control over Jerusalem in the past. She warned that if this hatred continues, that we might destroy our third home, the modern state of Israel. In short, due to the fact that Israel does not have a constitution, judges here in the Holy Lands have been relying on something called reasonableness to make decisions about government rulings. For example, if a government begins construction of a playground, and then decides to abandon the project halfway through for some reason, a court could force the government to fulfill the project if they have evidence showing that not finishing the project would be a detriment. That's just one example that an expert gave me at one time. The government is removing the reasonableness clause from law saying that the court should not be able to intervene in any of its final rulings. Supporters of this move say that the government is democratically elected by the people and therefore the most democratic thing to do is allow them to rule without stop. Critics say that a good democracy has checks and that without this clause, the government will move without any stops, and that that is not okay. Critics that we've interviewed here at the podcast say that this is just the beginning of the slow erosion of Israeli democracy. NGOs, including the Movement for Quality Government in Israel, or MQG, have already prepared petitions for the High Court of Justice in response to the passing of the Reasonableness Standard Bill. If accepted, it would be the first time the court hears arguments to abolish a matter of a basic law, as it is called in Israel. The petitioners argue that The law will damage the separation of powers, concentrating power in the hands of the government. The Association for Civil Rights in Israel also filed a preliminary petition expressing concerns about potential abuses of constitutional authority and the violation of constitutional norms, which could lead to the dismissal of officials without reason and hinder the protection of human rights. Groups of American Jews over in the United States are also speaking out about this virtually across the board. I want to thank all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs. Israeli politics are world politics. I also want to thank all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast with monthly contributions. A big shout-out goes to Anne-Marie Finch, who is now an official supporter of the Israel Daily News Podcast. Anne-Marie, we are so happy to have received your email telling us what a joy the Israel Daily News Podcast is for you and in your life. And it is very exciting to have you with us in this journey. Thank you for sending a monthly contribution and a display of abundant support to the Israel Daily News Podcast. If you you are listening to the show and you would like to support us as well, head over to anchor.fm slash Israel News so that you can send a monthly contribution as well. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at IsraelDaily.News as well as Shanna My name has two N's in it and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. I'd love to share some personal news with my listeners here at the Israel Daily News Podcast. In the past year... I have been recovering from a terrible terrible roommate situation that I experienced between 2021 and 2022 I'd like to let everyone know that instead of just tossing it under the rug I took my matter to small claims court here in Israel I brought a translator with me a lawyer and my accountant we all went together as a team today and I would like to share that we had a favorable settlement in which I am going to be getting money that was owed to me In addition to that, I am going to be getting some invoices and bills that I need for my tax purposes that were being withheld from me I would also like to share that I'm going to be writing about my experience for the Jerusalem Post magazine in an effort to inspire a load of people who have heard just a taste of my story and shared with me that they too had small claims with contractors with all sorts of people here in Israel that they wanted to take care of but did not know how or didn't have the energy or power to do something about it i stand for all of us especially the immigrant and international community i stand for you i stand with you i'm paving the way and if you need to take a page from my book and get justice please reach out because there is no reason why we shouldn't be using our legal systems to get us justice and defend our positions Even if you don't feel powerful to do so, even if you don't have the language, even if you don't know where to go, just contact me or contact your local authorities. Don't let your issues go unsettled. I'm on top of the world today because of this, and I just wanted to share that with all of you. Thank you all for supporting me in my personal life and professional. Israel has opened a new high-tech industrial business campus called East Tech in East Jerusalem to bring more Arabs into the well-paid high-tech workforce. The campus will host tech companies that employ workers from East Jerusalem. It's part of a larger initiative called Silicon Wadi, If you know a little Arabic, you'll get the pun. The location opens today, Monday, and is in Jerusalem's Wadi Joz neighborhood, which houses a Palestinian commercial and industrial area. The campus is backed with an investment of 10 million shekels, or about 2.8 million U.S. dollars, and these funds come from the Jerusalem Municipality, the Jerusalem and Heritage Ministry, and the government. The site will host Israeli and international high-tech companies, which will be encouraged to use the workspaces free of charge, to house those employees. The campus is 1,000 square meters of office area and has 120 workstations, meeting rooms, and a training room. Mazaltov, that sounds really awesome. I just wanted to leave us off with at least one positive and cheery story. So at least we have this new industrial campus to create more diversity and inclusion in Israel's number one best paying sector. All right, well, that is it for today's show. Today is Monday, July 24th, 2023. We'll be back tomorrow with some voices of the people regarding tonight's pretty big ruling about the reasonableness clause being taken out of Israel's legislature. Tel Aviv has a low of 26 degrees Celsius and a high of 33 degrees. That's 78 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 92 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. You can sign up for that at IsraelDaily.News. Big thank you goes out to my interns, Maya Goodman and Dylan Jaffe, for writing some daily news scripts. And thank you so much to our social media director, Michelle Milner. I'll send you off with a song called Tamid Kadima, which means Always Forward by Subliminal and Tel Aviv DJ Trip L. This song gets me really pumped up. Have a great and productive day and an excellent week. Shavuto of everyone. The fox, the fox, I guess it's the coolest of all. The lives of them are rare and shining. I think this is a very special moment. And all the lives are beautiful. Parsitoni, say, Shwarzachai, Yomuvar. And in the last clip, we're going to go to the future. And today, we're going Ha kol barosh, ze ha kol